All this week, Micropolis has been examining religion and the way it seeps into the public discourse. Islamic militants have forced the world to pay attention to their so-called beliefs. Today, WNYC's Arun Venegapal reports on the way some Muslims are responding to these extremists. If you're in the business of Muslim PR, 2014 has been a very bad year. Here's Bill Maher. Because it's the only religion that acts like the mafia that will fuck kill you if you say the wrong thing, draw the wrong picture, or write the wrong book. According to the Pew Research Center, 62% of Americans are very worried about Islamic extremism around the world, up 25 points in the last three years. Americans also increasingly believe that Islam encourages violence more than other religions. This despite the fact that Muslims in America are actually highly assimilated, according to the conservative Manhattan Institute. It doesn't matter. The gut-wrenching pictures of beheadings from Iraq and Syria seem to demand a response from the Muslim world. It is time for the world, especially Muslim communities, to explicitly, forcefully, and consistently reject the ideology of organizations like al-Qaeda and ISIS. And to some extent, that's exactly what happened this fall. Because it's totally un-Islamic. Because what you're doing is inhumane. With campaigns like Not In My Name. 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 British Muslims standing against ISIS. We must all unite together and try to stop this group from damaging Islam and damaging Muslims. Not In My Name is an earnest attempt by Western Muslims to distance themselves from extremists. With hashtags and YouTube videos, that video has been seen a few hundred thousand times. But in the weeks following, it prompted a whole lot of eye-rolling and a competing hashtag, a much snarkier campaign on Twitter ironically called Muslim Apologies, with tweets like these. I'm so sorry for inventing surgery. I'm sorry for universities. Hospitals. I'm so sorry I'm for so vaccinations. Sorry for I'm sorry toothbrushes. For numbers. I'm sorry that Mufasa had to die in Lion King. Hashtag Muslim Apologies. I might as well just apologize for living and for breathing and for being born Muslim. Linda Sarsour is one of those people who fall into the Muslim Apologies camp. I'm the executive director at the Arab American Association of New York. And she's a regular combatant in the ongoing war of words between Muslims and critics of Islam. And it's not that she has a problem with denouncing ISIS. She just thinks it's a pointless exercise because it won't sway ISIS or the Westerners who already hate Muslims. You have imams standing together from major mosques that are representing tens of thousands of people in New York City. And they're standing up as New Yorkers, as Muslims, as Americans saying, we condemn terrorism. Where's the media? I don't know. It's pretty sad. And that's why sometimes I tell my people, I'm like, is it worth that you go out there and, you know, say this in the abyss or write these statements? You know, why do you always feel compelled to have to apologize for every damn Muslim out there that does something crazy or does something violent? But for some Muslim leaders, this isn't just a campaign to educate suspicious non-Muslims. Imam Al-Hajj Talib Abdul Rashid is the head of the Islamic Leadership Council of Metropolitan New York. And he says that by condemning ISIS, he's also trying to reach Muslims in his own community. There's an onslaught of targeted information that's constantly being beamed from forces and places overseas. And particularly amongst the young people, they have questions. Is this perspective legitimate or illegitimate? according to our faith. So one can never teach enough in order to establish the truth. Harun Mogul's a fellow at the Institute for Social Policy and Understanding and writes a lot about Islam. 
He says the job of countering extremism and suspicions about Muslims becomes exhausting. Whether or not you want to, you have to say over and over and over again, this is not us. This is not what we believe. I've been reporting on the Muslim issue for a while now. And periodically, when things got quiet and there weren't any extremists or controversial mosques in the news, I'd think, hmm, maybe America's moved on. But now I realize that's not going to happen. This isn't something that will just go away. So I'm curious about these two hashtag campaigns and have wondered which of them is more effective. In this corner, you have Muslim apologies, snarky, hip, progressive. And over there, the very earnest, not in my name. I turn to a communications expert, Robert Perez. I'm a strategist for social causes. And in particular, I explore what makes humans tick. A couple years ago, Robert worked on a campaign to convince the Presbyterian Church to ordain gays and lesbians as clergy. They ran ads in the main Presbyterian Church magazine featuring stories of the LGBT faithful. We also shared the stories of straight, conflicted Christians who had had a change of heart. The campaign apparently worked. Conservatives who'd voted against ordaining gays and lesbians switched. Robert says that with these sorts of hearts and minds campaigns, it's critical to address the real fear that some people have of the other, whether that's the LGBT community or Muslims. We want people to empathize with us, and we need to empathize with them. And that, he says, is why the Muslim apologies response is likely to be counterproductive. As hip as it may be, it doesn't reach across the aisle. So unless you reflect and acknowledge that fear, a campaign like Muslim apologies might end up being a roadblock. Good at rallying people and bringing people together who were like-minded, but perhaps not the right way to frame a conversation to help lessen anxiety and fear among those folks who maybe do not know Muslims themselves. Which, quite frankly, is a lot of Americans. But there is another way to look at these two approaches— Taken together, they could signal to outsiders that Muslims don't speak in one voice, that they're not a monolith, that some may have a sense of humor. Harun Mogul says they're both illustrations of how Muslims are articulating their identity in a style that other Americans can relate to. Now you have to make it explicit. You have to hashtag it. You have to talk about it. The very specific forms are different because now we have social media. We didn't have that 50 years ago. The call and response of Twitter is the currency of our time. You, you're torn with these conflicting impulses. On the one hand, I want to push back against ISIS. On the other hand, for the love of God, can I stop talking about Islam and just be a normal human being and, and have the same concerns and realities as anyone else and go watch Walking Dead, for example? Uh, but, but in a real sense, how long do we have to be professional Muslims? This is Micropolis. I'm Arun Vanagopal at WNYC.